by Fly Facilities. So, um, right now, we're joined in the studio by Hugo Matthias, who's here to talk to us about uh, his exhibition at Off the Curb Gallery, um, a side gallery called uh, Imagine Communities. Welcome to Artspin. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Pleasure. So, um, tell us a little bit about this um, exhibition. Like, it's a painting exhibition, but, like, what are the paintings about? Yeah, so it's a set of paintings that I've produced over the last uh, about six to eight months or so. Um, and it aims to sort of challenge um, national myths and ideas of national pride, particularly within the context of Australia and New Zealand. So, um, in in your eyes, like, how how do you see um, Australia? Do you see Australia as a combination of all these different cultures, or do you see um, Australia kind of like broken off into different cultures rather than all combined together? Uh, well, it's first and foremost like a colonised land, um, like New Zealanders. And I'm originally from New Zealand, but throughout my life I've had a lot to do with New Zealand. I, uh, sorry, Australia. I live here for the past five years. Uh, I've got lots of relatives that are Australian. Um, and so I've had a lot to do with it. So I think it's, you know, I'm able to comment on that. Um, that's why I've put it within the context of these two countries, because I feel I can speak on that. But the idea of challenging national myths, I think, applies to all countries or nations throughout the world. Um, I just feel comfortable talking about these two countries because I have a personal connection to them. Um, so, yeah, I of course, Australia and New Zealand are a melting pot of all these different cultures. Um, but I just like to challenge sort of the idea of a nation um, that it's so that we can recognise that it is an imagined community. Um, it's it only exists because we recognise that it exists, and a lot of bad things have happened in the past in the name of defending your country, you know, and I'm sort of interested in the way that different countries tell their own histories. Um, sort of, you know, if you take different points of view, there's different ways that you can tell history. And so I'm really interested in those sort of, I guess you could call them myths, that the way that we explain our history and defend ourselves or whatever. Um I'm, I'd just like to make a comment. When I was um, studying history in year nine, I noticed that a lot of the history textbook actually spoke about Australian history from um, from the white man's pers- perspective rather than right. the perspectives of the Indigenous right. communities right. Um, living throughout Australia. So, yeah, yeah I will agree that, yeah... Yeah, history be- is um, history can be coloured by yeah. the um, it's written by, by the people it's written by who, the winners, right? Yeah. So the people who win the wars end up writing the history and telling that story. Kind, kind of like um, in a way, it's kind of like the Treaty of Versailles. Yes. Really. So yes. yeah. Yeah. So with your art, do you um, how do you represent this way of telling history? Uh, so it's sort of just a lot of references and symbolism within the work. Um, so some of my paintings within this show at the moment have uh, some smashed bottles of beer. Um, um, so to me, I kind of just took the like the VB or the Fosters um, just sort of as a symbol of um, 
nationalism or as an imagined community and so painting those smashed bottles um, is sort of just challenging that with the idea that you know smashing them or breaking apart that idea and just trying to get people to think about it you know um, I'm not trying to be divisive about it uh, because it can you know hit some wrong buttons with people but I think it's important just to think about it and question it and question all your held beliefs strongly held beliefs you know yeah, especially you mentioned nationalism there. Like some people almost use the words um, nationalism and patriotism like interchangeably. Mm, yeah. But you know, I'm guessing you would see those those two concepts as or those two feelings, whatever, as being like very quite separate, very different. Yeah, well, I think ultimately nationalism has a detrimental effect. I think ultimately, but in the past it has been used for um, good. For example, in like post-colonial societies like Vietnam used a lot of nationalism to expel the French um, you know as an idea of Vietnam and the Vietnamese people um, but then I think ultimately you know it can grow and morph into something that's quite dangerous and um, exclusive of other people and other nations and other cultures and I think at the end ultimately it can uh, cause harm. So um, on that on that note, my year 11 history teacher um, just last lesson, she actually said, um, so we've been looking at World War II and, um, and Germany in particular. Yeah. Um, and so she said that extreme nationalism can be quite detrimental. Yeah. Even though when Hitler was coming to power, he used nationalism as a way of uniting the Volk, or well, that's what that's the nickname he used right. for the German people. He used that to unite them, but then at the same time, he used that to divide them. And right, it's um, it's used by people in power. Yeah, essentially to control. Um, or to have a common narrative that everybody must agree to. Yeah. Otherwise, or just, yeah. Or just to kind of play into the beliefs of other people and get this and, and get that support from them. Yeah. Right. That, um, yeah, that also um, sort of happened during the Yugoslav, um, the breakup of Yugoslavia that, with Slobodan Milosevic. Yeah, that's a really interesting case because that was, they had their sort of amalgamated society of Yugoslavia and then it broke into all these different uh, sort of groups who wanted their own identity yeah um, so that's a really interesting case study um, if you don't mind me saying a few weeks ago the Macedonian population of right. Melbourne they all got together and they um, started protesting in the city about um, about Macedonia's identity is not like it's not like part of Greece or part yeah. of Yugoslavia just it's it's Macedonia it's yeah. it's its own country it doesn't need to be connected to anything mm. else yeah so um with Australia do you see Australia as kind of like too connected to something and it's not its own country well Australia and New Zealand I think are sort of unique in the fact that they're I mean, New Zealand is an island country. It has no borders. Australia is a much larger island country. It has no borders. Um, like in the case of Yugoslavia or Europe um, or Africa, there's lots of countries that are bordered against one another, and those borders are drawn by people. 
you know, it's just we decided or the uh, people in power at the time decided that that's where the borders would be drawn. And if you're on this side of the border, you belong to this country. And if you're on that side of the border, you belong to that country. Um, yeah, so I mean, Australia's uh, made up of states, yeah. Um, and so, I, I don't know, I don't have a solution. I just think that it's interesting or important to think about um, these ideas. And so, yeah, I'm tr trying to challenge them in my paintings. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's like, just use the word solution. Yeah, I don't know if, I mean, yeah, I don't know if you've ever felt that you have to sort of give a, you know, specific answers to the questions that you're raising or anything. Yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah. sort of wanting the, or wanting the audience to um, just think about it, yeah, mm. and come up with their own answers independently, um, yeah. Mm. As, uh, I mean, just given that the title is Imagine Communities, um, as, as well as nations, do you think there are, like apart from nations, do you think there are other sort of, that, that same thinking can be applied to like other groups, other communities that... Um, you know, obviously, uh, like, metaphorical lines yeah. drawn by people. Uh, yeah, so, well, communities are identified by people who identify themselves within mm. a community, yeah? Um, the title comes from a, a book by Benedict Anderson, I think his name is, and sort of it's his um, critique of nations, mm. in particular nations. But, yeah, the word community he uses um, to talk about nations and countries but um yeah it's it's it, things communities exist if we uh, recognize that they do you know mm. they're not tangible objects or borders aren't tangible unless you know in certain places there's walls and things like that mm. or um yeah natural landmarks like rivers yeah. or whatever but yeah yeah or yeah island countries and oceans and things yeah do you see the communities, um, like the national communities of Australia and New Zealand as like really different or similar? No, I think they're both similar um, in the fact that they're colonial societies. So there were First Nations people here in both countries and um, then the British came and colonised it and we're still living with that. Um, yeah, so and that respect I see them as similar yeah okay um so if you don't mind me asking um this morning I was looking at a video of countries um of like if countries just suddenly appeared out of nowhere yeah. what do you think the effects would be if Australia decided to divide up with every state as a different country would yeah. that affect like, what sort of effect yeah. would that have on the Australian community? Oh, I, d I don't know. And that would be a matter for people to discuss, um, preferably without much, preferably without violence, you know, discuss and debate it. Um, but inherently, you know, humans are, um, we're very tribal orientated. Um, just through evolution, that's how we've evolved. And so we like to associate ourselves with groups of people. Um, and, yeah, I think that, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, oh, it's, it's a question of human nature. Yeah, yeah, and sort of I'm not, I'm not trying to offer a solution or saying, you know, destroy Australia or anything like that. I'm just um, getting people to sort of question and think about it and maybe debate and talk about it. And if there's a better alternative, 
where we're not so divisive with one another, then that would be better for everybody, I think. Hmm. So do you, do you kind of see that, I guess, as like a balance of, um, uh, you know, like individual identity, like not so, so I guess, like homogenization on the one hand um, and then kind of division, exclusion um, on the other? Uh, like uh, like uh, achieving a balance between the two? Like not, yeah, so not like sort of, not losing your individual identity, um, yeah. but also not pushing other people away. Or yeah, just yeah. it's always important to listen to everybody's point of view and mm. accommodate everybody. Hmm. Yeah. Great. Um, well, thanks so much for coming in and joining us today. Thank Whether you so much for having me. Where can people find out more information about your show, um, your exhibition? Uh, so most of my stuff is on my Instagram handle, which is at Hugo underscore Matthias. Um, and the show is opening. It starts on Thursday, uh, runs for about three weeks, and the opening night is on Friday night at 6 till 9. 